Former floor manager at Carlo Fashion Store wins €1,000 in unfair dismissal case. Article by Michael Tracy. A former floor manager at a Carlo clothing store won her unfair dismissal case after an interview to decide whether she kept her job was deemed unfair by the Workplace Relations Commission, the WRC. A WRC adjudication officer made the comment after hearing that a single manager conducted the competitive interview of two floor managers vying for one position at the River Island store in Carlo. The complainant, Jacinta Doyle, had expressed concern about the interviewer to a regional manager as she believed there was close affinity between the manager and the other floor manager. Ms Doyle subsequently lost her job by a single point in the interview process. The WRC also found that Ms Doyle's refusal to engage in an appeals process offered by River Island was detrimental to her. The WRC awarded €1,000 in redress. A remote hearing of the case was held in September, with the decision published last month. The issue dated back to August 2020 when Ms Doyle, an employee with River Island for seven years, was told she was at risk of redundancy. The two floor manager positions at the store were being reduced to one. A competitive interview was to decide which floor manager would retain their job. The interview was to be carried out by a store manager from another area. Ms Doyle raised this issue with a regional manager as she believed there was close affinity between this manager and the other floor manager. However, the regional manager believed the interviews would be conducted fairly. The interviews were held in August and Ms Doyle learned she had lost out by a point. She was told this in confidence by her Carlo manager as the other floor manager had not been informed. She was offered a lower grade position at the Carlo store, but felt she could not respond at the time as she did not officially know the outcome. After confirmation that her application had been unsuccessful, Ms Doyle went through her interview notes with the interviewer and challenged areas where she lost points. She also took issue that there had only been one interviewer which she claimed was not sufficiently independent. Ms Doyle was informed that she could appeal the decision. The possibility of an appeal and the offer of a position in another store or a lower level position in Carlo were also discussed with the regional manager. The complainant declined to work in Carlo as she would not report to her former colleague and she did not appeal. On Ms Doyle's last day at work, the Carlo store manager resigned. Ms Doyle was keen to interview for the role but was told that as she was serving her notice of redundancy she could not make an application. River Island presented a full defence with the interviewer and regional manager giving evidence along with a member of the HR department in the UK head office. The clothing giant maintained it had been a professional redundancy process and that there were no sustainable grounds to the unfair dismissal case. It was outlined that the redundancy was due to the impact of COVID-19 and the jump to online shopping. A total of 375 managers were made redundant in the UK and Ireland. River Island said the interview process was very detailed and professional. The interview process and template were presented at the hearing. The interviewer was a competent manager and had the full confidence of the regional manager. 
River Island described the complainant as a very good colleague and said that she had been offered the opportunity to appeal or take up an alternative post. The store manager said it was a close call between the two floor managers, but the complainant had certain shortcomings that mitigated against her. The fact that there was one, not two interviewers was largely a result of the business pressure the organisation's management was under at the time. Case law was also submitted. Michael McEntee, the adjudicating officer, commented that the River Island managers who gave evidence were most professional, while Ms Doyle had given very competent testimony. However, Mr McEntee examined a key consideration in the redundancy process, fairness. Standing back and reflecting on legal precedences regarding fairness, it is very hard to see how the respondent employer, not an insignificant organisation, was not more aware of the potential hazards that a single-person manager interview process could not give rise to. It has to be remembered that this was not a simple disciplinary interview, but an interview in which a long-standing manager's livelihood depended. Mr McEntee did not accept that organisational pressure was a sufficient counter to the complainant's arguments. It may well have been the case that a multi-manager interview panel would come up with the same selection answer, but this will always remain conjecture. The perceived unfairness of the interview could never be satisfactorily answered, as there was only a single manager involved, said the adjudication officer. However, Mr McEntee said that the complainant's refusal to engage with the appeals process was very detrimental to her. He commented, There is extensive legal case law to support this point. In conclusion, Mr McEntee said that in light of the single manager interview, the dismissal has to be seen as unfair, but with a significant offsetting complainant contribution. Reports from the Courts Groom fined for his part in day-after wedding party that broke Covid rules. A groom received a €250 fine for his role in a day-after wedding celebration attended by 50 people that breached Covid regulations last March. James O'Reilly, straw hall a thigh road Carlo, pleaded guilty to a charge of organising a recreational event without taking steps to ensure those attending were of the same household in contravention of the temporary Covid restrictions under the Health Act 1947. Inspector Alan Kessan outlined that Garthy attended Number 2 Straw Hall at Thigh Road, Carlo, on the 26th of March 2021 at 9pm. The court was told that 50 people were in a marquee for a wedding celebration with music playing. Inspector Kissan told the court that Garthy spoke to the 26-year-old defendant who said he had organised the event. Mr O'Reilly was cooperative with Garthy, the court was told. A fixed charge penalty notice, FCPN, was issued but was not paid. Defending solicitor Brendan O'Flaherty said the event had been held the day after the wedding. Mr O'Flaherty said the defendant's mother and brother had been fined for organising the event and found it quite strange that Mr O'Reilly had also been summoned to court for the offence. Where does it stop with prosecutions? asked the solicitor. Prior to evidence being heard, Mr O'Flaherty had highlighted to the judge that his client was not involved with the celebrations other than being the groom. 
Judge Geraldine Carthy replied, Did he object to it? Did he say, Stop, you are breaching COVID regulations that are in place? Mr O'Flaherty said he had not, but was seeking some sympathy considering his client was newly married. Inspector Kisan added that the defendant had been very cooperative with Garthi. Separately, Mr O'Reilly also faced two road traffic offences of failing to wear a seatbelt and holding a mobile phone while driving, which occurred on different dates. The court was told that Mr O'Reilly had no issue with the charges, but gave evidence that he had not received fines prior to getting summoned to court. I did not get an opportunity to pay, he said. I will pay it now if you want. Asked if he had any difficulty with his post, Mr O'Reilly said he did have some difficulty in the past. He had been living at the family home in Straw Hall for a period, but he also had an address in Nace. Any reason why your mother would not give it to you? asked Judge Carthy. I would not see a reason. Why not? he replied. Judge Carthy said she was not satisfied with the evidence and rejected an application for dismissal. In response, Mr O'Reilly maintained that he had recently had a baby and had been looking for a house. The judge proceeded to hear evidence of the charges. On the 7th of March last, the defendant was driving a van while wearing a seatbelt behind his back on the O'Brien Road. An FCPN was issued but was not paid. On the 22nd of April last, the defendant was observed driving on Dr Cullen Road, holding a mobile phone to his right ear. When he was pulled over, he was still holding it to his right ear, said Inspector Kisan. Judge Carthy imposed fines of €101 on the seatbelt charge and €150 for holding a mobile phone. Street fighting man was intoxicated. A young man received fines totalling €750 after he was observed by Gardaí in a fight at Potato Market Carlo. Matthias Wanat, Crosby Place, Barrick Street, Carlow, was charged with public intoxication and failing to give his name and address to Gardaí on the 20th of December 2020. Mr Wanat was not present or represented when his case was called at Carlow District Court last week and Judge Geraldine Carty proceeded to hear evidence. Inspector Alan Kassan said Gardaí responded to a number of males fighting in Potato Market at 12.30pm. Mr Wanat was identified as instigating the fight. The 20-year-old defendant refused to give his name to Gardaí and attempted to walk away. He was arrested and brought back to Carlo Garda station. Judge Geraldine Carthy noted that the defendant had been informed of the court date and she imposed a €500 fine for failing to provide his name to Gardaí and a €250 fine for public intoxication. Judge asked to give client the bounce. An intoxicated Carlo man was a nuisance, but was not hassling people, according to his solicitor. Eddie Dundon, Kernanstown, Benekerry, pleaded guilty to public intoxication at Potato Market Carlo on the 19th of November last. At Wednesday's sitting of Carlo District Court, Inspector Alan Kissan said an intoxicated Mr Dundon was observed stumbling on the footpath at 6pm. The court was told that the 55-year-old defendant entered different shops and was hassling people. He was extremely incoherent, said Inspector Kissan. Mr Dundon had 59 previous convictions, the vast majority for public intoxication. 
Defending solicitor Joe Farrell maintained that his client was not causing hassle to people, but accepted he was a nuisance. Mr Farrell said there may be a possible suspended sentence that might be triggered, but appealed for his client to get the bounce. You have given him the bounce previously. I'd ask to give the bounce again, he asked Judge Geraldine Carthy. Judge Carthy imposed a €250 fine. Uninsured driver nabbed at welfare checkpoint. Garthy, who stopped a car to carry out a welfare check, discovered that the driver had no insurance, a court was told. Carol Salter, Burn Manor, Tullow Road, Carlow, pleaded guilty to driving without insurance and failing to produce an insurance certificate at Tullow Road, Carlow, on the 14th of February last. Inspector Alan Kissan said the offences were detected at 10.55am on the day in question, after Garthy stopped the car to conduct a welfare check. Garthy had observed that the window of the defendant's car had been smashed. Ms Salter had six previous convictions, but none for road traffic offences. Defending solicitor Brendan O'Flaherty said a roadside test administered by Garthy had come back negative and Garthy would have had certain concerns on the day. The court was told that when stopped by Garthy, 46-year-old Ms Salter was on her way to get the car window fixed to make the vehicle insurable. She is not driving at present, the solicitor said. Judge Geraldine Carthy imposed a €250 fine and a two-year driving ban. Man sent to circuit court on drug charges. A Carlow man was sent forward to the next sitting of Carlow Circuit Court for drug offences. Luke Devitt, Tanner Hall, Athy Road, Carlow, faces charges of possession of drugs for purposes of sale or supply and drug possession at his home address on the 4th of March last. A book of evidence was served on 23-year-old Mr Devitt at last week's sitting of Carlow District Court. Judge Geraldine Carthy gave the defendant an alibi warning that if he wished to rely on an alibi in his defence, he must notify Garthy. Mr Devitt was remanded on bail and the case was adjourned until the 8th of February. Motor tax had expired by 134 days. A driver whose motor tax had expired by four months was fined €300 at Carlow District Court. Edgar Tov, Hillview Ballachmyler was charged with driving without tax. Inspector Alan Kissan said the 38-year-old defendant was stopped on the N80 at Ballachmyler and his tax was found to be expired by 134 days. He said he could not afford the tax, said Inspector Kissan. Mr Tov had one previous conviction for a drugs offence. Judge Geraldine Carthy ruled as outlined. Drink driver assaulted motorist after colliding with his vehicle. A drink driver who assaulted the driver of a car he had collided with before causing criminal damage at Carlow Garda Station received a four-month suspended sentence at Carlow District Court. Judge Geraldine Carthy accepted that 33-year-old Joseph Dunn, Father Flood Avenue, Rathvilly, had shown remorse after reading a probation services report. Mr Dunn had previously pleaded guilty to assault, driving in excess of the alcohol limit, dangerous driving, driving a defective vehicle, driving without insurance or a licence and failing to produce driving documents on the 29th of February 2020. 
At a sitting of Carlow District Court last year, Judge Carthy had heard that Gardaí were called to a road traffic collision in Rathvilly, where Mr Dunn was arrested for drink driving. Mr Dunn was also charged with dangerous driving when he collided with another vehicle and with assaulting the driver of the other car when the individual attempted to contact the Gardaí. The court was told that Mr Dunn kicked him in the back. Mr Dunn was taken to Carlow Gartha station where the criminal damage offence occurred. The court was told that while in custody in the Gartha cell, the defendant took a cover off the mattress, ripped off the foam and put it down the toilet, causing water to pour into the cell floor. Damage to the floor was €221, while clean-up costs were €100. He also later returned an alcohol reading of 146 milligrams of alcohol per 100 mils of blood. Mr Dunn had six previous convictions, which included public order offences. Defending solicitor Brendan O'Flaherty described a probation report prepared for his client as positive. Mr O'Flaherty added that his client initially had no intention of driving on the day in question. He left the house to consume alcohol in the car, said Mr O'Flaherty. Certainly, there were issues with alcohol at the time with Mr Dunn. He had gone out to the car with a number of cans, with no intention of moving. The court was told that Mr Dunn expects to start work on a Dublin building site. Judge Carthy imposed a four-month prison sentence suspended for 12 months on the assault offence, a two-year driving ban and a €250 fine for the drink-driving offence, and a €500 fine and two-year driving ban for the dangerous driving offence. A third two-year driving ban and another fine of €250 were handed down on the insurance offence. Mr O'Flaherty concluded that the investigating Garda, while not present in the court, would have spoken up for his client. Judge Carthy noted the defendant had been cooperative and had shown remorse. However, the judge told the solicitor that his client had benefited from receiving a suspended sentence. Drove at 178 kilometres per hour on motorway. A driver who was travelling 178 kilometres per hour on the M9 was given a driving ban at Carlow District Court last week. William Thomas Flood, Martinstown, the Curra County Kildare, pleaded guilty to careless driving at the M9 Ardenhue on the 15th of December 2020. Mr. Flood had originally faced a charge of dangerous driving but this had been reduced to careless driving with the consent of Gardaí. Inspector Alan Kissan said the defendant was travelling at 178 km per hour in a 120 km per hour zone at around 6pm on the date in question. The defendant had apologised to Gardaí when stopped. Mr Flood's barrister said his client was involved in the trading of horses in the UK. He had forgotten a horse passport, he said, he had been rushing back for it. The barrister said it was a stupid error on his client's part. The charge was something Mr Flood's whole family took seriously, added the barrister. Judge Carthy said rushing back to get a horse passport was not a reasonable explanation for travelling at such speeds. Not only did he put his life at risk, but other road users. We have seen horrendous road accidents over the Christmas period. Families have been left devastated. Judge Carthy imposed a three-month driving ban and a €500 fine.
The judge hoped Mr Flood would learn a lesson from it. In an appeal for leniency, the barrister said the ban would have a serious impact on the client's business. Judge Carthy said she could offer a postponement, but Mr Flood replied that he would go ahead and deal with the consequences straight away.